Leading off with a big story of the day, here's The Drive. Kansas City Chiefs, right? Yeah. Next week they play the Denver Broncos in Colorado. I'm going with you, and you we gonna ride together. Let's go with me. Let's go. Let's go. Now that's a go. I gotta admit, where's man, that's uh, go. where is she doing? She doing? Yeah, and this is your quarterback. What do you think your team will will? Look like, feel like, the identity of Smart, your team. tough, fast, disciplined, with character. I walked into and that one. We're going to go get their ball, man. Look at me. What about me would make you think that I care about your opinion of me? Your opinion of me is not the opinion that I have of myself. You ain't make me, so you can't break me. What you think is work ain't work to us that's standing on this wall. Because we understand what work is. I want to be so dominant here. I mean, we're going to be so dominant that we're going to pack the stadium. We're going to sell out all our apparel. We're going to do this. We're going to be on television. We're going to make so much. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to command so much revenue for this university that we're going to add a baseball team. In one fight, we all fight. You understand that? No, I don't want to see y'all walking off with somebody's fight. Yes, sir. Never again. You can't stop my mobility, first and foremost, and that don't stop my ability. My ability is god given I promise you, when we go to TCU, I'm running out in front of our team. Let's go! Come on! James, I could listen to Dion. I could listen to Coach Prime for an hour. I mean, that was phenomenal. Run through the proverbial wall for that guy. Come on. Let's go. What has he done that he's failed at? 117 new players on the team. Well, maybe he started that prep school down in Dallas. That didn't work. That did not work. Prime Academy? Yeah, that didn't work. BS High thought that was bad. I answered my own rhetorical question. Bishop Sycamore was like, oof, that's a bad idea. I have all the faith in the world. Whatever. I do. I do. I believe in Prime. And there was, there was no better hire Rick George could have made. There wasn't. If this doesn't work, nothing's going to work in Boulder. Favorite question. How are you going to pay for this, Rick George? I don't know. We'll figure it out. And they did. Oh, yeah. It's figured out. Yeah. I listen to that though. You yeah, know, they got I, out of the pack too. When he introduced Shador that day as his quarterback, there were some people that were kind of like, "Oh, okay." He did win the job. He went out and won it. He's, uh, he'll be the starter tomorrow. I'm sure he did. He won that quarterback competition. Dion just yeah, he got a little testy with some people down the road, you know. And then you know, it's his world. You know, here's here's what I like. Well, it's his world. What is he wrong about? Uh, no, I, I, nothing as far as I could tell. But you know, being offended at Brian Howell because he. Asked about the backup quarterback position. It was, you know, hey, man, you know. Was he offended? Yeah. Yes, he was. Or Brian oh, Howell. Poor Brian Howell's just, you know, staring into his little notebook, trying to do the best he can. Oh, yeah, but so Dion didn't like the fact that we're asking a question about a guy that hopefully won't play. Right? I mean, seriously, if the backup quarterback plays, like, I'm with Dion on this one. Silly question. Next. Oh, that's what that's the answer should be. Okay. <laughs> what year did you graduate from CU? Nineteen ninety six. All right. What was the best moment of your time at CU? Uh not that my first year there because I'm first two years were at SMU. My and I transferred to CU mm-hmm. was the nineteen ninety four team, and that was Cordell. 
you're walking around campus going to class, and there's Cordell Stewart, Rashawn Salam, right, who won the Heisman that year. Yeah, I, I get it. Michael I, I, Westbrook. I saw Don McPherson. Don, yeah, we had we had it, quarterbacks too. It was unbelievable. It. Yeah, it was it was so cool. Best team in CU history. Had they not had to play at 10 a.m. in Lincoln, they win the national championship that, that year. I went to the Fiesta Bowl after that season. They played Notre Dame. Lou Holtz was breaking out the old green jerseys. And the Irish never lose in the green jerseys. And CU beat them like 45 to 14. Where were you for 63-36, whatever that one was? I was in the stand, 62 to 36. Sorry about that. Yeah. 62-30. Well, I got close. You were close. In the stands. Yeah. How'd that feel? Amazing. Couldn't believe what I was watching. It was so good. I was ticked, though. I was ticked what? in a 62 to 36 win. But what? Chris Brown had like six touchdowns in that game. Yeah. They were at the one-yard line and took a knee. You have a chance to hang 70 on the Huskers mm. who have rubbed your nose in it for decades. I go for the touchdown, and I go for two. I'm putting 70 on the board. That was a missed opportunity. What's the past few years been like? Awful. It, it, honestly, it's uh, apath- I've gotten apathetic prior to Prime getting there, which is the worst place to be as a sports fan. Right. Just didn't care. You find yourself not knowing what time the games were on? Completely. Like, I don't even know who they're playing. Or, even worse, oh, I missed it. Yeah, completely. But that, that said, though, DMAC, in the last five years, I've had two really good CU memories. I was there when they beat Nebraska with Scott Frost. And I'd been to a lot of games in Lincoln and never saw the Buffs win. You made that road trip. Oh, yeah. And I was there with my two oldest kids mm-hmm. watching the game. And it was so much fun. Walking out of that building as a winner, mm. I had some fun. That was great. And then the next year it was here, and the Buffs fell behind early. And, man, here came all the obnoxious Nebraska fans turning around to taunt me and clap and all that stuff. Mm, 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 mm. Second half, when the uh, Buffs came back, uh, it wasn't so, wasn't so brazen. Okay. Those were, those were two really fun days. Gosh, those were fun. Were you able to rush the field last year after the big win against Cal? <laughs> no. Oh, you weren't there for that one? No, but the only time I was going to rush the field, okay. only time... I was going to school there. This was the Nebraska game, too. Amon Green was a Husker at the time. And C was way behind, and they came all the way back to tie it 30-30. Jeremy Aldrich, right in Northland High School, Mm -hmm. had to make like a 31-yard field goal to win it. Go Vikings. So we're all, Norseman, we're all all at the railing, ready to go. It's Mm -hmm. like an extra point. If he makes it, they pull off this huge comeback and beat the Huskers at Folsom. He shanks it, and they lose in overtime. Oh, my goodness. It was devastating. It really was. That was that was bad. Here we are. I can't wait. It's so much fun. It's it's the best. And uh, I, I, I do wonder. I, I saw, I was listening to Mike and Mark this morning, and they had the play-by-play guy on TCU. And I think Mike brought it up to that dude, like, uh, hey, is anybody offended that you're not being mentioned at all in the promotion of the game? <laughs> and I hadn't really thought of that. But that's a very astute point. Like, I don't – I've seen a lot of promotion for the game, but most of it's prime Ryan on Ralphie. Yeah. I, I don't really recall all that much of TCU being part of anything. We're also watching all the promotion in Colorado. Okay, but I feel like I'm watching – all right, uh, that's, uh, that's fair. I mean, I, I don't know if they're running local spots, local yeah, promotions. Yeah, could be different I, in I Fort Worth. My guess is in Fort Worth it's all about Sunny Dykes. Okay, I, I felt like – <laughs> All right, you could be right. I'm thinking about Fox. But nationally, promotions. nationally, it's CU. If you, yeah, I mean, like, why would I care about TCU no. if I was in California? Hey, tune in and watch the team that got boat raced in the national yeah. title game. 
I bet you most people in the country don't even know who lost in the national championship game. No. They as do much not. as TCU's probably obsessed about themselves. Georgia beat that team that shouldn't have been there. But guess who knows Prime? Everyone. Everyone. Yeah. It's where CU football has gone. He was hired December 1st. It's September 1st. So that's nine months. Where it's gone in nine months is unbelievable. Okay. How the do we opening know? weekend national game on Fox. All right. Let me devil's advocate here because I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm a poser buff. How do we know it's real and not hype? We will find out tomorrow. We don't know. Well, what, what's your instinct? My Why instinct is it's real. It's, it's real. Now, you can look at the number of I, – I did for a, a number of years, we did this magazine called The Stampede, and it went to all the Buff Club donors. And over the course of the years – we? This is like my publishing company. <laughs> okay. Me and the crew. We did it. I didn't say I did it. Okay. You, owned, you owned a publishing company. Yes, and we did. did that. Okay. All right. So we would do the recruiting issue every, I don't know, whatever letter of intent is. Clearly, I was heavily involved. Mm. We would do it. And, you know, when you're proofreading the magazine, early in those years, right, it was, you, you would put the name of the guy and it would be other schools he considered. And it was Texas and Oklahoma and UCLA. By the end of that run, it was, no offense, Mark Schlereth, Idaho, Tulsa, and North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Well, you look at the kids that are getting up there now, it's people that are being recruited. It's players that are being recruited by everybody. And that's how you can contend. Bill McCartney, good coach, great recruiter, great recruiter. And they haven't had anybody up there like that that could get players to decide to come to Boulder, Colorado since Bill McCartney retired after the 1994 season. Mm. So that's been 29 years since they've had somebody who could convince the top prospects, four- and five-star guys. They haven't had this many four- and five-stars up there since since that 94 team that I said was the best team in CU history. Why? Because I think 10 guys from that team went to the NFL the next year. Not overall, the next year. Here is, uh, thank you for this earlier today, Drew. Buffs by State. Here is where they are from. You ready for this, James? Yes. 21 from Florida. 18 California, 15 Texas, 12 Colorado. Then you go 7 Georgia, and then a smattering of uh, a million other things. Okay? But let's, let's be honest. What do those numbers look like without Prime? Again, your top four states, 21 Florida, 18 California, 15 Texas, 12 Colorado, 7 Georgia. Which I actually think that's pretty impressive, too. So what what is this without Prime? It's a lot of Colorado, and people are going to take offense Most to Most of Colorado, you think? Probably. Okay. And then I think it's other states. When they have been at their best, they have recruited from California and Texas. Think of the best players in CU history. 21 from Florida. And then you can, if you can get into Florida, they never even got into Florida in the McCartney years. They didn't. Now, they went and got Cordell Stewart out of Louisiana, okay. Michael Westbrook out of Michigan. You know, they were able to go into some other places. And, and you know, it, back, in the, back in the day, it wasn't, I guess it was Big Ten country. So Big Ten country and then down into SEC country. But Florida's an impressive one to hit on. They're, what are the two best high school football states in the country? Florida and Texas. That's it. Mm. Those are the two best. California's probably next. So if you're not hitting those states and, and, and building your roster mostly for, with kids from those states, and then you got to go get the best kids from Colorado. You can't let Christian McCaffrey go to Stanford. Cannot. You, but even back in their day, when they were in, in their prime, Tony Baselli, Hall of Fame NFL offensive lineman, 
went to Fairview, either Fairview or Boulder. He's from mm-hmm. Boulder. He didn't go to CU in their prime, which was in his backyard. He went to USC. It's okay. You it, Again, and I have two of them playing in it, you can't build a program that is going to compete at the national level with predom- predominantly high school kids from Colorado. But you, you, can't. Want, you want your best kids, Max Borgie, Dalton Reisner. Ideally, yes. Uh, um, uh, Mitch Unrein. But the reality is you can miss, you can whiff on Colorado, if you can't whiff on California, Texas, and Texas. Now, if you can also get Florida, that's a bonus. But you can't whiff on California and Texas. You can't. Well, they never will with Prime. I no. mean, there's just too much of everything with him unless it's a fraud. Unless it's a con but job, but I don't think it's going to be. Two wins. If you win two games, you can sell it as an improvement. Now, oh, that's a tough sell, man, I don't but know you can't. When you're Which two? I mean, you're gonna you're gonna win two of the next three. So I you understand. beat Nebraska, you beat CSU. Yeah, but then what? You're gonna lose eight straight? No, and that would be t- that would be a tough sell. But he inherited a one and eleven football team, Nine and I straight. and I think their game the win was in overtime against our, Cal. Our guy Matt Smith, who is oh my gosh, up there lives in Boulder, bleeds black and gold. He's just I mean he is the man. He was asking Deion Sanders about sunglasses and Aaron Andrews and got shot down the other day. I mean, and he joins <laughs> us right now. From Texas, set the scene for us, Matt. What are you looking at? Uh, I'm looking at a highway. I'm looking at a car that says 109 degrees. That's what I'm looking at. All right, James, your your commentary on 109 degree temperature in terms of playing in that. Well, it's not going to be fun. It's going to be hot and humid. But no big deal. In Colorado, they would tell everybody to stay indoors. Okay. But I mean, in Texas, you'll melt if you go outside. Right. It's a, it's the, no, Well, look, the TCU players have been practicing in this. So I, I think if in the fourth quarter... Matt, not to go all weather guy on you, but in the fourth quarter, it's it's the same thing when the Broncos have to go play in Miami early in the year. Teams that practice in heat and humidity, you better jump on them early, Matt, or it's going to be tough. If if you're hoping to win the fourth quarter tomorrow, that's going to be a, a a tall order, don't you think? Yeah, they got to start fast tomorrow. I mean, I think we all know that, right? You, you, first of all, you don't want the confidence to come out of your sails if TCU gets up to an early two touchdown lead. I think. I think the key is definitely starting fast, and that's one thing they've been working on all preseason, right, with new offensive coordinator Sean Lewis and the hyper-tempo offense. If they can find a way to get the first first down this year, it's going to open up their playbook in a real way. And, of course, that was something that they were not able to do at all last year, right? They couldn't even get a first down. So, yeah, I think you're right, James. I mean, that fourth quarter heat, certainly the apex of the heat tomorrow will be as the game makes its way to the second half. And I think – it is important for CU to get out to an early lead and, and try and establish a ground game more than anything, right? Because, look, if you can make TCU's defense sweat it out there, then I think you give yourself an even better chance. What adjustments, if anything, has uh, Prime talked about the, the, the time, the time of the game and, and their schedule and how they're going through things? You mean the fact that it's just an early kickoff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know that, that that's a big deal. They've actually been practicing much earlier than other CU teams have throughout the years, throughout training camp. They, I think they start practice, what, every day at like 9 a.m. So, you know, I don't think it's going to be a problem whatsoever, to be honest with you, the time of that. Hey, Matt, you know, we, we all saw a year ago somebody roll into town with a lot of hype, had a big first game, right, big national game, all the attention on him. Hey, do you feel any pressure? No, I don't feel any pressure. And we all know how it turned out with Russell Wilson. Dion, you can you can draw a lot of parallels in terms of the hype. He's coming in. He's the savior of the program. He t- he certainly doesn't talk like somebody who's 
nervous or under pressure. Do you get any sense that he is, that he's feeling it of like, hey, I got to I gotta go back all this up? Yeah, yeah, I think there was a little bit of that this week. His, his demeanor changed, I thought, a little bit this week. He was a little bit more serious. Um, you know, I, I think his biggest concern is the offensive line. He was asked earlier in the press conference this week if there was anything that gave him pause. And he immediately brought up keeping Shador clean, right, and keeping him on his toes. I think that that's going to be their number one priority this year because if, if they want any chance to have some real on-field success, it's going to be throwing the football and it's going to be behind that kid because they have not had anyone even in his area code as far as talent goes. So, yeah, I think it's going to be keeping him healthy because they're not deep up front, guys. They've got about a group of six right now, but they're going to be without one of their – who was supposed to be one of their starting interior linemen in Tyler Brown because he got ruled ineligible for this entire year because mm. his waiver was denied. So, look, I think if, if there's one thing that's going to make me nervous, it's, it's how can Shador hold up with some of the pass rush he's going to face. Now, TCU has a good pass rush, but their best pass rushers are off to the NFL. So – that, that doesn't necessarily concern me tomorrow because of the way that they can run the football and the way they're going to use the quick game to get the ball out of his hands early. Nine scholarship players come back from last year. 25 returners overall. 87 newcomers. A stunning 57 since their spring game. 57 have been added since the spring game. How do we know anything about this team, Matt? Well, it's really just based upon what we've seen. We got to watch practice in in the spring during spring ball, but we haven't at all during the fall. And it is a new collection. But what we can rely on are the guys that have played a lot of snaps. The difference is, you know, they might have had kids who were recruited immediately to the Power Five last year, but those kids didn't play a lot of snaps. There were a lot of inexperienced players last year. And now this year, you do have a lot of of football that has been played by some of these kids. And, yeah, we don't know what it's going to look like. But I think we have a pretty good idea that this offense has a chance to be dynamic. The defense is the wild card, right? I mean, you're thin at D-line, but you're talented with the starters that you do have. Outside of that, I I think that they have athletes in the secondary they haven't had in, gosh, at least since 2016. So I don't know what it's going to look like, but I can tell you that they're going to be able to hang. They're not going to get their doors blown off. That that I do know. So uh, 20 is the number. What do you got at first score? I'll say 37-32 TCU, but I would not be surprised if that thing goes down and it's uh, a game settled by a field goal. Well, hold on a second. 37-32, is that TCU uh, putting a late touchdown up or CU mounting a comeback? You know, good question. You can. I think it's going to go either way. It'll be. It'll be a game into the fourth quarter. It'll probably be a TCU touchdown. That's how. That's how I'll go. Okay. Hey, wow. Uh, All right, Matt. Your defensive uh, collapse. Matt, you got to get the full Fort Worth experience. You got to go to Gillies. You know. You guys know what Gillies what is, is from. Gillies, I do know Gillies. That's a honky tonk by Nikki Gilly, who's a country star. Correct. And and I John, John, John Travolta started it. John Travolta started in uh, Urban Cowboy. Give this man go. a gold star. There you go. You got to go to Gillies. Maybe ride the mechanical bull. Do Ooh, a little, do a little, the, we need to ride the mechanical bull at Gilly. Do that's a little dancing. If you do that, send us a video. We'll post it at uh, Denver Sports on our uh, on all our platforms. Just just Gillies, though. I can't go anywhere else. No, if you're on no, a mechanical no, no. bull that's anywhere, it. it's fine. It, yeah. No, no, no. Okay. What? No, it's just got to be Gillies. <laughs> if he's in a mechanical bull at the mall, I'll take it. Are there mechanical bulls in the uh, it's Texas. Mall? We'll see. Uh, we go to the Galleria. You never back. Know. All right. Have fun, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Our guy. It's down there. Man, you nailed that question. Yeah, man.
Well done. Yeah. Now you can go to Gillies in Vegas. It's not the same. Okay, take, take your word for it. Uh, I love Matt's enthusiasm. I love everybody's enthusiasm. I'm here for enthusiasm today, but not illogical enthusiasm. You won't stand for that, I understand. Absolutely it's not. It's got to be rooted in something concrete. And if you're going to sit here and say, hey, it's all about your attitude, and then tell me you're positive about that root canal. I heard my uh, my buddy, uh, Brady Hall, who rocks it in radio up north, lives in Timoth. And was giving me the oh. lowdown on uh, Timoth things. It is a booming area, beautiful new school, beautiful facilities. Um, I asked him what's the nickname of uh, the high school. He said Bear Cub. They're the Timnath Bear Cubs? He just said Bear Cub. Oh, okay. Well, the, based on their scores, they, they may be playing one kid at a time. The, the academy's a 48.5-point favorite tonight. Really? That's the number? That's the number. I just said it. That's the number. Did you get a text from Zach Bay on that one? <laughs> this is the drive on the fan. Uh, this is Mike Evans, and I'm wrong about everything. Mark? You are right. And you have a big forehead. And that's like the Mark. I hear, I hear it every morning. Return of the back. That's for me. It's for D-Mac. It's for your boy. For your boy. Boys out on, hey man. I was out on my bike today, man. Middle of the day. You proud of you me? survived? You proud of me? Wow. I did, I did on a 98 degree day, you I made it. Did, did your uh, tires melt? My tires did not melt. They didn't stick to the asphalt? <laughs> they did not stick to the, <laughs> that'd been funny, but they did not. Holy cow. Yep. And no way home but to go home in the heat too. Your only option. That's my only option. Got one way home. This is the bikey bike bike. Speaking of on the road, I got to check hey, the how latest. How you doing? I got some information about Timoth for you, by the way. It's down to an hour 37. We're trending you. in the right direction. I told you. Nobody's working right now. Yeah. It's I-25. You know all what? that north construction. How about this? 303 303-713-1043. Tell me what your office was like today and when everybody stopped working. Tell me when everybody stopped working at your joint today. Brag about it. I work at blah, 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 and we stopped at 11.30. You know, they let us out at 2, but nobody was there by 10.15. Well, we got the email today. Hey, kick off Labor Day weekend early. Have a good time, y'all. We're shutting her down at 2. Which means? Not a thing to you and me. <laughs> I know, but for, which is fine, <laughs> because we're not here at 8 o'clock. Well, maybe you are, but... I'm, I never, ever, 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 ever complain about the length of, of work. I think people in the cube, if you can get out, more more power to you. With this job, are you kidding me? I'm not complaining about nothing. But, man, I salute those that can just, you know, get the hell out of Dodge. Well, get yeah, up. Friday afternoons it's in, in summer in Colorado. I'm telling you, man, the, the, this is going to be the commute. Start bragging about your office. Man, I was supposed to be in by 8. I got in at 9. I made an excuse. I was out by 10.30. All right, I may have to call in on the end of Denver Sports tonight Tonight with Will Peterson, mm-hmm. Jake Shapiro, yeah. to report if I make it to Timnath by 7. Nobody will care. I know, but it's interesting to me. Mm. Uh, let me see. What do I got here? Nobody? Nobody. There's not a person out there that's going to be... That will care if you get to Timmouth. Anxiously anticipating that phone call. Go Cubs. I love you guys, <laughs> D-Mac, but since yesterday, all you've been talking about is CU. Well, you knew this was coming. Yeah, yeah. And as a CSU fan, you haven't brought up any conversations around our new season. 
not to be a hater, uh, but my hope is that we kick Washington State's butt and see who actually loses the TCU hard. Maybe you guys should start paying more attention. Well, we are the home of CSU right here at our sister station, KEPN. So uh, 10, 10, what, at 3 o'clock, there's just nothing but CSU action against Washington State. I think CSU's going to have a good year. I think they got a shot at that New Mexico Bowl bid. Air Force also (laughs) plays Robert Morris. That's happening at 10.30. Go Zoomies. Air Force is... Air Force is the most underappreciated sports story in this state every year. The fact that they're basically a double-digit win team with cadets is remarkable. Troy Calhoun does a great job down there. It's a fun place to go to a game. It's a really cool experience. Nightmare to get out, but that's okay. Maybe it wasn't all Eddie Mack's fault. UNC lost uh, to Albany, Albine, Albany. Abilene? Abilene. Abilene Christian? Something. Mm-hmm. Texas school. They lost. They did? Yeah. Really? So that was yesterday, too. Bears are still down, huh? Well, I don't know how good Abilene, Albino, Abilene, Abilo, Abilene Christian. I don't know how good they are, but they're they're better, apparently, than the, than the Bears. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not a good start to the year. I root for my Bears. Here is Michael Wilbon on Coach Prime. I mean, the most, look, if, if culture isn't overrated, it's certainly overstated. The Miami right. Heat have a culture. Not everybody has one. Dion's, I don't know what it is. His team's probably going to have one, too. I know I'm going to root for Dion like his last yeah. name was Will Bond or my last name was Sanders. I'm going to root for Dion that hard because I want Dion to make fools of all these people who want him out of college football and want him embarrassed. I want him to embarrass them. Who's rooting against Deion Sanders? The establishment. Such as? All these coaches who've come out. Who's the guy who who took over for Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, how do you blow it up? And, you know, you don't let the – you got to evaluate the kids. Yeah, when you inherit a bunch of four- and five-star recruits and you inherit a team that's always in the top ten, you inherit Lincoln Riley's team, yeah, you can probably do that. Who else would be rooting for prime to fail aside from coaches – that might just be jealous. I mean, who? what other establishment okay. people are well, against that, that's, that's what I mean by the establishment. That's it's, it, then. And it's the old school, you know, could I see the guys at the, you know, the, the what's the club that gives away the, the touchdown club that gives out the Heisman, like those kind of people. Um, I think it's CSU fans. I think it's Nebraska fans. Yeah, hold on a second, though. Sh- shouldn't CSU fans inherently root for disaster for CU? No. Yes, they should. It will lift all boats if CU yeah, is what, good. What boats are you lifting in Fort it's, Collins? It's the state school. Root uh, for your whoa, state. Whoa, 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 it is. whoa. It is. James, James, my man, I'm a bozer buff. But you can't say that CU's the state school with CSU right up north. It what's, is. what's CSU then? I, I don't want to get myself in trouble. I don't. I don't want you to not not get yourself. Or in the school that produces Heisman winners and astronauts. And, what does CSU and great pro- business? What people? does CSU produce? I got myself in trouble with this once. Just Google most famous alumni from Colorado State. Amy Van Dyken. She's on the list. Uh, she, she should be. She's a gold medalist, she world champion. She should. She, yeah. she was great. All right. Pete Rebstock. Well, there you go. Alex Van Pelt. I mean, I can. Bradley keep- Van Pelt. I was close. Mm-hmm. Joel Dreesen. Joel, I got your back, man. I got your back, well, see, Joel. now you, you just called out the guy that's probably going to be mad at me. <laughs> Damn right he's going to be mad at you. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot you guys had a little 
Oh, yeah. Got to have a little sense of humor. All right. Tony Kornheiser. You know that I hate the word culture. I think yeah. it is overrated. I think it gets yeah. too much credit when teams win. I think it gets too much heat when teams lose. I think it is a complete invention. And even if you look at teams, let's say the Patriots and the Warriors, and you think they have a culture, that comes across over a long period of time. It yes. is never yes. done overnight. So Deion yes. Sanders does not have to implement a culture. He shouldn't even try. If it's going to happen, let it happen organically. What I agree with is how important good players are. And Mike... Good players are acquired overnight. Overnight, you go to the transfer, transfer portal. portal. You go call shopping. Amazon. They deliver the player the next day. The next day. All yeah. Dion's referendum is very simple. Can he win? That's it. Can he win? Great players are going to want to play for him because he's in the Hall of Fame. Can he win? Oh, man, here we go. This is exciting, man, because nobody, nobody really knows. Nobody really knows. No, you don't. Even Matt, when we had him on, said, hey, we all watched spring ball. They have 57 new players since spring. That is insane. Nobody's watched this team practice. Nah, we have no. no clue what we're going to see tomorrow. What, what other we... than there's a lot of talent on the field. I was just going to say, you know Shadur can spin it. You know, um, oh, my gosh, forget his name. Running back or receiver, cornerback. Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter, sorry. Travis Hunter is a legit NFL guy. Shadur Sanders is the best quarterback in Boulder since Cordell Stewart. He is. And now there have been that. a few is good Cordell ones. Cordell Stewart, he's better than Joel Klatt. Yeah. And I I love Joel. Joel's pretty good. Joel was pretty good. He was like 40 years old when he was a freshman. Coy Detmer was pretty good. He followed Cordell Stewart. He's the biggest recruit to play that position since probably Craig Oaks. Okay. He's better than Craig Oaks. I like Bobby Pesaveno, great dude. Came in, had some big wins. Mm-hmm. He's better than Bobby Pesaveno. He's better than the coach's kid. Cody Hawkins, underrated, actually. He was. He gets a bad rap, but he's far superior to Cody Hawkins. Cody is a good dude. He just... Cef- he just Cefalu, or Cefalu, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Tough as nails, better. Steven Montez, he's better. Steven Montez was a draft pick. I know. I, I know. Shadur Sanders is the best quarterback in Boulder since Cordell Stewart. And then you can debate with me be- between Cordell Stewart and Darian Hagan of who's the best quarterback in season. Shadur Sanders a pro pos- prospect, legit? I don't know. Uh, that's why I want to see if he looks the part tomorrow. Damn. I don't know if he's a pro prospect, but I think he's a heck of a college prospect. I mean, Cordell was the truth. Cordell was the best all-around quarterback. Darian Seward was the magician running the option. Yeah, just I mean, I'm still showing those plays to kids that I coach. It, it was ridiculous. But Cordell Stewart, the best runner slash, appropriately enough, passer ever up there. And that's not even close. On the text line, hey, my kid is a Timnith Bear Cub. Take it easy on the hate. No hate. I think you're getting the, the most promotion from Timnith that you've ever had in your life. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be hating on I that. I said they have a beautiful new school, great facilities, and they get boat raced because they're trying to build from scratch. Well, here from Mike Cliss, the Broncos made some more slight adjustments as they go into this holiday. Where are they, said our guy, Mike Cliss? The pride of Golden. He probably is at Aces right now. The weekend has started. This is the drive on the fan. Denver Sports Station. 1043 The Fan presents. Let's go. The Drive. Steven, James, KJ, and you here on the fan. Do you remember? Yes, I do. You know what happened? And those foothills near Golden. 
When the holiday is here, the luscious locks of Mike Kliss saunter down the streets of Golden. And everybody at Aces looks out at Kliss and they say, Let the party start! Mike Kliss is here! Tell us about Golden, Colorado today. In terms of just celebrations of Labor Day, what makes Golden special? You know, I think uh, today I was going to start off by watching the uh, trivia uh, big game challenge between the 50 Super Bowl team yes. and, the, and the 98 Super Bowl team. I saw that hosted by Connor McGahee. That looks fun. It does, yeah. Seven o'clock tonight. I actually, uh, DMac, is am planning to uh, behave so I can watch that show. Oh, my and, God. Uh, Mike, I don't know how much focus you need to watch. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But okay. So, so wait a yeah. second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. On a yeah. day where everybody taps out of work, on a rare yeah. NFL free weekend, your shadow is not going to grace the doorstep of aces. Well. Eight, by the way, eight high. Oh, sorry. About and that. Okay, uh, sorry, sorry. My uh, you know, uh, nice. I, I could say some things to incriminate myself, but uh, right now my plan is to stay away from Ace. Maybe I'll get down there tomorrow. Since it is a long weekend, maybe I can put it off a day. We have but, some. Uh, um, we have some tiny Broncos news. We have a couple switches on the practice squad. Is that right? Yeah, um, Michael Bandy, who was. Uh, you know, I thought he might actually get called up because he's been with the team, uh, with you know, and he was with Joe Lombardi with the Chargers last mm-hmm. year, but he got cut. You know, they got a bunch of other receivers on that practice squad. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Ben Neiman, inside linebacker, which gives him some uh, some depth. Um, he's a good player. Okay. You know, he played quite All a right. bit for the Chiefs uh, the last three or four years. He played for uh, Vance Joseph in Arizona last year. So uh, they got a pretty good player there. My guy James the is my guy James yeah. here is freaking out about roster manipulation. James, I mean, you can put it for yourself, but Mike, is that what's going on with three receivers on the active roster? We're trying to avoid that whole year guarantee, money, financial sort of deal, or or am I mis am I misleading you on that? Am I getting that right or not? Well, the only guy that that might have come into play with is uh, little Jordan Humphrey. I'm not sure that was the reason why he wasn't on the 53. I, I think the the bulk of it was, uh, you know, like J.L. Skinner, right, is is probably he looks like he's going to be inactive on game day. I, I'm not I'm not sure, but I would think he's one of the last guys who made the team. Uh, to, you know, we didn't see whole, a whole lot of him in the preseason. He was slowed by that pec injury coming in, but you worry about him getting claimed on waivers because you want talented young players, um, you know, if you can, if you're another team. That's what all NFL teams are looking for. So they protected some of their younger players and put some veterans, veteran receivers, on the uh, on the practice squad. You know, signed Sills, signed Dorsett, uh, put Humphrey back there. Did not bring back uh, Callaway. My, my guess is they offered a practice squad spot to Callaway, but uh, he's a veteran and decided to sign with the Raiders. You have to kind of – I'm not sure about that, but that's 
you know, maybe a possibility there. Tony Jones, you know, my guess is the Broncos wanted Tony Jones back. They had a, mm. a good camp and good preseason. They just had to get Jaleel McLaughlin. You know, there wasn't room for him. And so rather than stick on the practice squad here where he sees the two big guys in Javante and Samaje, he sees that everyone loves Jaleel. He's going back to the Saints to see if he can make it there. So, you know, you win some, you lose some when it comes to the practice squad. But, yeah, they it's about trying to protect as many talented players as you can, even if you have to redshirt a couple of these young guys. Uh, Mike, I, I can buy that more than, hey, they're trying to avoid guaranteed money because I think that's stepping over a dollar to pick up a, a penny. So uh, I can buy that yeah. a little bit more. I still think you should have your best 53 guys. It's all about the Raider game. Who are the best 53 guys you could possibly have on the roster for that game? Because this is a team that needs to turn things around, and their start of their season has to be good. I'm most concerned about this receiver room. I think they made a mistake a year ago not going out and signing somebody or trading for somebody when Tim Patrick went down in camp. Virtually the exact same scenario happens again this year. And now with Jerry Judy not playing week one, do we think, man, is that a thin group? Is that is that a concern I should have or – do they have obviously they have enough confidence in, in Brandon Johnson and Marvin Mims, but that room uh, suddenly has me worry. Am I just being panicked for no reason? No, I, I think it's uh, I think it's thin, and and even and when you start off with how good was it when they were healthy, um, you know that that group has never. It's the same group basically for the last three or four years, and it's never um, really been great yep. uh, been great together for one reason or the other and so with judy uh, definitely iffy you know he was on the side field the last couple of days of practice it'll be interesting to see i wouldn't be surprised if they kind of uh have it look like he might play next week um maybe he plays in week two which would mean a three-week injury um i, I think it would be foolish for them to uh with a hamstring to have them play in the opener, but uh, they know the injury better than I do. But yeah, I, I, I think what you're going to see is what Jordan Humphrey called up. I thought it would be Bandy. Maybe now it'll be uh, Dorsett. It looked like they were giving some extra coaching to him that very first day already. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, maybe those are the two guys they're going to call up and have the, have the five guys uh, without Judy uh, game one against the Raiders. And then maybe with because of Crosby and Chandler Jones, they're going to try to run the ball anyway. So um, we'll see how we'll see what kind of game plan they come up with. Last year, Russell Wilson um, jetted on Labor Day weekend to the U.S. Open. He sat in the family box of the Williams sisters with sunglasses on in Sierra, and he also made appearances on CNBC, uh, hawking um, uh, charity air conditioners for Carrier. Will he will he have a lower profile? Do you think this time around, or are we going to make some dollar dollar dollars for Russell Wilson this weekend? What what is our new Russell Wilson attitude when you can have uh, time to make money? You know, it's been mixed messages this year. It has been a lower profile, but he has snuck in a couple things here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he had the Centura, he had the um, the clothing uh, shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with with the big ribbon cutting yep. at DIA, so uh, 
you know, nothing would surprise me. He's well, he always, was promoting. Uh, he was promoting today a documentary, a high school documentary about some sort of school, some academy school that's on Amazon from his production company. He was promoting that today. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. You know, a lot of these guys are jet setters now, and um, you know, like I, I think everybody, I think quite a few guys probably got out of town this weekend. Uh, Garrett Bowles, I think, was at the Utah game, uh, you know, yesterday, Utah against Florida. Utah handled the uh, Gators pretty well. And um, so I think everyone is uh, out of town. What kind of commitments they have along with leaving town, I'm not sure. This is kind of the last weekend till the bye that they can get some rest and relaxation. And then they got to lace it up um, whenever it is. Uh, I don't know if it's Monday, but for sure next week they – they really get after the Raiders. All right, Mike. Well, have a great weekend. Whatever you do, you deserve a little bit of a break because it gets going starting on Monday and it does not stop. Well, it does stop for a week in the middle of the season. But essentially, it's go time and nobody handles it better than you. Cliss and the kids at 9 News. So I appreciate it, Mike. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. See you. Mike, See you, Mike Cliss, our 9 News Broncos insider. I do not have problems with guys getting away for the weekend. I got Me no problems either. with that at all. Go for it. You deserve it. You got a lot of money. It's easy to travel. I'm not against it. But I don't want to see you doing stuff that's going to insinuate you needed to spend a lot of time thinking about this in the first place. So when I see Russell Wilson um, on CNBC talking about his relationship with carrier products, I got to wonder, well, how much time did you spend on this? Agreed. And when I see him promoting a documentary on Amazon for Russell Wilson Productions or whatever it is, I do say, well, how much time did that take to get ready? You can get out of Dodge and, and be low profile. Right? If you want to be Garrett Bowles and go to Utah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Fine. It's a short flight. No big deal. It's Tony Romo and Jessica Simpson being on the beach during the bye week before a playoff. Jason Witten and his girlfriend and wife, whoever it was. How right? about DJ Williams years ago on a bye week before the playoffs having a clothing release party in Vegas? It's a bad look. It's a bad look. Right, and it, it does it, it tells people or gives the impression to people you're distracted. If you go out and win, if you hang fifty five on the Knicks in Madison Square Garden, nobody yeah. cares that Michael Jordan was in Atlantic City. But when you're in New York City with sunglasses on and night in the Williams box, and then you don't know the plays the next week against the Seahawks, and you're calling out their plays instead of your plays, correct? You could have been a little bit more focused. Football problem. is four is next.